This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Staying at the top of the South Island, we're heading to Longacre Farm, where Cosmo's out and about with free-range pig farmers Rick Martin and Nairn Illingworth. We're up the Onamaluta Valley in Marlborough. Currently we're out in the um, pig paddocks, and around us is our little farm, and it's a lovely day. It is, it's quite hot and dry. It is very dry. And on the hills there's forest all around you? Yes, we are a a small narrow valley um, and we are surrounded by forest trees and we do look up to the Richmond Ranges which is a pleasant outlook. It's a very peaceful valley. It is. It is, but it does have its moments, but it's, as you said, it's our little slice of paradise, <laughs> and we enjoy it when we can. Yes, yes. How long have you been here? Well, we're never very good with dates, but I think it's around 12 years we brought the land. It took us probably another three or four to move a house onto it, so um, we just evolved from there. And Rick, before you came here, you owned... A hotel? Yeah, the Junction Hotel in Spring Creek. Yep. We had it for about six years, the hotel and restaurant. But we owned the land here while we still had the hotel. And your folks ran the hotel before you? Yes, they had it for about 16 years before I took over. So it's been in the family for a wee while. So how did you transition from running a hotel to uh, farming pigs? Well, we both come from a farming background. When I left school originally, I went dairy farming for a few years. And then Niran's parents had a farm up the top of the Waihopai Valley. So we both did have a farming background. In saying farming, it was always sheep or cattle and just one or two pigs, not 30 to 60 pigs, which brought its own challenges, a lot of learning curves. So, yeah, we've been selling our pork at the farmer's market for about the last seven years. And how are things going? Good. Yeah, we've got a good, steady, regular market for the pork. We could scale up and sell more if we wanted to, but we're just at a comfortable level doing what we're doing. Excellent. Well, let's go and have a closer look at these pigs, which are all heritage breeds. Yep, we only have heritage breeds. We don't uh, have any of the land race or the large whites, just because they're outside in the weather and the sun and that, and they they can get sunburned and that sort of thing. Uh, These guys are a little bit more hardy. Now the piglets are coming up to us. Yes, they are. Are you you looking for a treat? Quite tame, aren't they? Yes. Well, these are the ones that we had to take off the mum, first-time mum, and she wasn't coping. So we ended up with all of them to hand raise. Mm. And you take them into the house? 
Yes, well, there is a firebox that they are allowed to sleep in for the first couple of nights till we get going. And then we have other areas with heat lamps. And it's funny, they, you know, the TV's going or the dogs bark and they sleep through it after the first couple of nights. I mean, they just love being warm and fed. And even if there's only one that needs to come off, we'll take two because they're so social. Mm. So they sort of um, look after each other. Yeah, so they're Jurok Saddleback Crosses, but they're thrown to the Jurok side, those ones. We've separated the boys and the girls. We tend to do that just when we wean them. So when we fatten them, it's a lot less trouble with them. How many pigs have you got here on the farm? Well, we, we run six breeding sows, and then we've got a Jurok boar, and then it's just whatever offspring we have. So, you know, it just depends... But we can, yeah, as Niran said, we can get up to about 60. Mm. Um, we have been bigger than that, but since COVID, we've sort of dropped the numbers back a bit. So um, It's a lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> it is. I guess Niran feeding them must take a bit of time. Yeah, it, it's every morning and every night. You carry the buckets. It's, it's physical, can be smelly, but you've got to keep perhaps agile and fit. So... In summer it's pleasant, just in winter it's a bit of a challenge, but it's a commitment to say the least. Do you give them names? No. no. You try not to. <laughs> we name the sows, but we don't name any of the wieners. <laughs> They're not going to last long enough. So how long will they stay here? Uh, depends on how fast they grow, but between six and eight months till we take them to the abattoirs. And feed-wise, you've got quite a sustainable system going, haven't you? Yeah, well, we're sort of the ultimate recycling, really. So we collect the spent barley from DNA Brewing, and then we also get the whey from Cranky Goat Cheese, and we get the vegetable scraps from a couple of the greengrocers in town, and we also get bread. So... Yeah, it's all recycled. One of them has just decided to lie down in the mud, of course. Yeah, it's pretty important in this hot weather just to have good wallow holes so they can cool down. Mm. Now, I've just noticed a sow lying down in the shadows. Yes, it's Clara. She's got some teeny-weeny little piglets around her. They are about two weeks old. She eats plenty, so she just wants to lie around and feed the piglets. Yes. But if you touched a piglet, she would not be quiet or calm. Now I'm just climbing over the electric fence. Oh, these piglets are a lot bigger, aren't they? Oh, I am standing in the way. Hello. Yummy, yummy, yummy. That does actually look quite good. One of them's got quite large, round, black spots on him. He's a very good-looking pig, that one, and he's rather cute when he was smaller. But now they're big and um, growing out nicely. So they will be going to Harris Meats within the next few weeks. Um, When they're in the paddock, they don't look that big, but once they are uh, on the hook, they are... A lot bigger. I'm going to get my microphones in between them here to see if I can get some some good sounds. No, you can keep going. 
that's okay. I just want, want to get a sound of you punching away. Well, you don't seem to mind, do you? They are big. I mean, how heavy would one of these pigs weigh? Uh, when they when they come back from Harris's, they will probably be about 80, 85 kilos. So, yep, they'll go down on a Tuesday, get killed that day, and then they'll come back to us in a refrigerated truck the next day. How do they get down there? Uh, we take them. We've got a custom trailer that oh, we so take, you them, take down. them all the way down yeah, there. Yeah, just so it's less stressful for them. You know, like we train them to go on the trailer so they're comfortable in the trailer and just take them down there and drop them off and they more or less go straight in so they're not waiting around so and then they're back they're back the next day the next day yep yep ready ready to be butchered and you do that yourself yeah we do that on the farm we've got our own uh, commercial kitchen and butchery set up yep vacuum pack all the meat and then yeah we'll sell it at the farmer's market so we also cook some of the meat and sell it in a bun, that sort of thing. So we do bacon buddies and we also do a pork kettle, which is an Italian-style slow-roasted pork with garlic, rosemary and thyme in it. Oh, so I bet that's, that's popular. That's, that's a 3am start to get that roast on. Yeah, it's a little bit of work, but we've got a lot of people who come to the market just to buy it every week. You know, we've got some people who've been coming for years every week and they'll come and buy a pork kettle roll because they just love it and can't blame them because it's nice so yeah it's a big day but it's good it's good fun what are the most challenging parts of farming heritage pigs on a small scale making them do what you want to do is very challenging with the pigs so um you have to have the setup right for years they were always getting out you'd see them heading down the road into town over at the neighbors so it was set up, isn't it, Rick? Yeah. It's really important. If, uh, you know, they're pretty hard animals to control. If they don't want to do something, you they will not. not do it. Hence the term pig-headed. Yeah, no. that's exactly right. Yep. So, food. so, so <laughs> yeah, getting your fencing right and your systems right to, to managing the animals is, is pretty important. Mm. And pigs are really intelligent too, aren't they? They are intelligent. Yep, yep, they're pretty clever, right? They, you, you can teach them to do a lot of things. Yeah. yeah, our original sow that we had, she would sit for us, like we could say sit, and she would sit, come, you know, she was like a dog, basically. But yeah. We don't have time to train them like that. But Can you pick up on their emotions? Niren can, better than I can. Yeah, what, yeah. Do, you, what do you sense? Well, you can always tell if someone's perhaps being bullied or unwell if, if they've maybe eaten something that's not right and I know it sounds funny but it's just the way they hold their ears um, some days you can go definitely go out straight up and Oops, I'm being sorry I'm being licked from behind yeah. <laughs> if they're stressed I mean you just don't want to put too much stress on them they don't cope with it particularly well so you just really try and cover all those bases so there's no, no one likes stress in their lives, so if it can try and make it stress-free for them, it's, it's a better, better way to farm them. Now, Rick, um, we are heading over the road, 
because you've got some land on the hill here and this is where your boar lives. Yeah, the boar and the sows. So, so generally what we do is we keep, we keep the sows and the boar up here in the bush and then we'll just bring them across to the home paddock when they're due to farrow so we can keep a close eye on them. Yep. And then once I've farrowed and we wean and we wean them, they'll come back up here again. So they've got lots of shade and up the valley here there are some derelict gold mines. Yeah, they they have used to gold mine up here. I don't think they ever made a fortune out of it, but yeah, there's just up this gully here there's a an underground gold mine which I believe they developed during the depression. I've been inside it and had a little bit of a wander around. I bet it's nice and cool in there. Nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, now we've come to your sows, yep. and you are very muddy, aren't you? Yeah, these ones are Berkshire Duroc Cross. So she, she's the one that just had that litter across there, which we had to hand raise. She, she wouldn't raise them for some reason, and that's actually her mother, this one here. Betty and Morag. And they've got their own paddock and their own little house. Yep, and they've got, whoop, fence is going. And they've got a little wallow hole over there. Yep. And then this is Griffin, the boar. We call him Griffin because of his ginger nuts. Gosh, Griffin's testicles are humongous. <laughs> yep, he's a big boy, is that right. Is that normal? I don't think he's abnormal. And a sow called Jules is in with Griffin and they seem to be getting along quite well together, don't they? They, they do get on. He, he is a gentleman, you know, he doesn't rough them up at all. He's probably one of the best boars I've had for temperament. So he's just, he's just service Jules. Does the mating process go on for long periods of time? Uh, it just depends, but normally a, a day or two. Yeah. But he's a big boy. How heavy would he be? I would have thought he'd be 350 kilos, something it's like that. Long. He's probably what, from nose to tail, he's probably two metres long. Mm. And they're a good meat yeah. producing they are. animal. Yeah, yeah. I tend to find that the cross between the saddleback and the Duroc is a really good mix. How would you describe the taste of the meat? Uh, like what makes it different to other pork? I don't know. It, it's probably a subtle sort of a taste. It's not, you, you know, sometimes you can get pork and it's really porky. Mm. It's not porky. It's almost creamy, I guess you'd say. Mm. You know, it's quite subtle. Yeah, and I think the breed and also what we feed them makes a difference, you know, because they're basically just vegetarian diet, you know. There's, there's, they're not eating any meat or any meat scraps or anything like that. Mm. So, you know, with the whey, lots of whey and the... Vegetables and the barley. What about this stress-free environment? Does that have an impact on the texture or taste of of the pork? Do you I, think? I, I think it does. If they're relaxed, you know, and they're not tense and, and wound up, I think it does make a difference to the maybe not to the taste, but to the texture of the meat anyway. Yep. So you take them down to the abattoir yourself yeah I do yep do you get a bit emotional when you drop them off uh, yes I do actually yeah I do find it quite difficult that part of it it's, it's the worst part of the whole process but 
that's what has to be done. Um, but when they come back and, you know, they're hanging in the chiller, you know, you can see the benefit of all that hard work. Rick Martin there with some of his pigs. Cosmo was also talking with Niran Illingworth at their longacre farm in the Onomalutu Valley near Blenheim. They're at the Marlborough Farmers Market with their free-range pork products every Sunday morning. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.